0: Hey, Alice, this uh, this episode of Those Happy Places is a little different, right?
1: That's right. We had the absolute pleasure of being able to talk to um, a, a, a wonderful man who goes by Iron Horse Steve. And Iron Horse Steve was one of the docents at the museum inside of Knott's Berry Farm. And he gave us an incredible tour of the place and walked us through the history of Knott's Berry Farm. And we recorded the whole thing with his permission, recorded the whole thing. And he gave us so much insight into the park that we're going to be touching on throughout. And, but since we recorded this interview with him, we're going to let you hear his voice from time to time and, uh, and share some of the, the wisdom that he shared with us.
0: So uh. here's the rest of the episode. Welcome back to Those Happy Places, the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. I'm Buddy Duquesne. And
1: I'm Alice
2: White.
0: And Alice, we have just returned from our second fact-finding mission at Knott's Berry Farm, which is in Buena Park, California. Uh, And this episode is dedicated to, uh, it's almost a tribute. almost a tribute to Knott's Berry Farm itself Um, and the the history and storytelling that surrounds that place
2: that's
1: right, on this particular fact-finding mission we were not after uh, rides uh, or necessarily attractions, but rather um, for history.
0: Yeah, for the for the park itself um, and the, the way that the park as a landmark uh, and as a uh, museum almost, and, and quite literally a museum in, in one part, uh, functions as as a, a community space almost, a way for people in the area to understand a part of their history and experience part of it as well.
1: Right. So many people in this area, um, like my, my grandparents, I remember them talking about this when I was when I was growing up, uh, remember Knott's Berry Farm as a space that was, uh, it was exactly as it said, it was a berry farm. Or they remember it as being just, oh, that little spot of land over there with a stagecoach and a good chicken restaurant. And Knott's Berry Farm itself has grown with the city of Buena Park and with the area of Southern California, and has grown into something bigger and more symbolic of of the space. And I think I'd like to talk about that uh, tonight about what the the park means to the space that it's in and uh, the um, and the history of 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 our hometown.
0: So Alice, we you you and I love Disneyland. Yes, and and we talk about Disneyland all the time on this show. And well, yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a it's a standard for, yeah. for theme parks. Yeah, you could
0: say that it sets a bar, and and it's kind of a gold standard in that way. And and we grew up at Disneyland as well, and we were talking about how we were um, Disney punks. We had our annual passes, and we were we would uh, just kind of hang out at the parks, and that was. A big part of how we became educated about theme parks, it's yes, kind of how we learned what theme parks were. But I would say even, even earlier, maybe, um, Knott's Berry Farm was a place for us uh, to go for maybe different reasons. I would say, um, such as uh, the the old standard school trip in fourth grade.
1: It was, <laughs> it was it every. Elementary school in the area at some point or another at one grade or another brings the class to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, and specifically to the ghost town section of Knott's Berry Farm, where you get to learn about early California history and pan for gold and and how that all worked, and and you get like a history lesson on top of your your okay, kids run around for a couple hours and go ride a couple rides and
0: yeah. I, I I think we we always got to go on one big ride, um, and and uh, I do remember panning for gold, and I think I might still have gold somewhere from Knott's Berry Farm.
1: I think I do too. Um,
0: and and that's crazy that this place was so open and uh, accessible. I think was the word you were using.
1: Accessible, yes, yes. Knott's Berry Farm is to this area the most accessible park, in that it's cheaper it's easy to get to it's s- surrounded by neighborhoods that people that just walk there it's it's an, a very accessible place when we were in the park today you pointed and went i just want you to realize alice that is la palma <laughs> avenue right there. Yes. Like right there. And,
0: and it was only separated from where we were standing by like a, a roller coaster and a fence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and because it's not tucked away, hidden in its own little mini city in the middle of, of Anaheim, like Disneyland is. Yeah. And it's not Way out in the middle of the uh, of the valley and the the valley desert, like Six Flags is. Mm. It's literally just in the middle of a couple of neighborhoods in the middle of Buena Park.
0: That's the that's the strangest thing I think about. Um, maybe not strangest, but one of the most interesting things about it is that uh, you know it was a berry farm, yes, and, and so was that entire area. And uh, Disneyland was also an orange grove, and you get this this connection to. Uh, agriculture and kind of uh, down home country living but this area is suburban very very suburban and and um uh, not even close to to um rural in the least i I mean we are in in one of the largest urban slash suburban straw sprawls in in the country i would say the los Mm -hmm. angeles orange county long beach kind of Amalgamation. Metropol-
1: metropolitan area. Yeah,
0: is is just city for, for forever. Um, and- right.
1: But, but Knott's Berry Farm in its little pocket from the name to the ghost town inside of it is kind of carved itself out of this little corner of, do you remember when California was a ghost town? Do you remember when California was a series of mines and the reason why people came here was to pan for gold and to... You know, carve out their wild west existence. Knott's Berry Farm is the the wild west of theme parks. It's, it is. <laughs> it's the it's a it's a little it's a little edgier. It's got the 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 bigger roller coasters. It's so close to a place as 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 simple and and um and and safe as Disneyland. But you've got crazy roller coasters like Accelerator and, and the new Hangtime that are that are a little scary and and a little dangerous.
0: <laughs> Alice, we were we were uh, if you are just joining us listeners, please do go back one episode and listen to what we were talking about about Accelerator hang, and Hangtime. Hangtime
1: is so scary. Hangtime
0: is truly scary. Um,
1: it didn't get Less scary watching it in action again today. Mm-hmm. I, I was having flashbacks.
0: No, um, but that's that's what's so interesting about Knotts is that it very much feels like your backyard theme park. Yes, and that's
1: there are unique so, so many there. There are tons of neighborhoods in Buena Park that are walkable to Knott's Prairie Farm. I don't think you could walk into Disney. Of, like
0: there are there are houses you, I mean, close could. to parking lots that are within a mile of Disneyland
1: It would take <laughs> a lot of effort to mm. walk from distance into Disneyland yes. and because it's it's a little secluded from 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 the city and yeah. and and it it ha- that has its place. They do a really good job of shutting out the outside world when you're in there. you are immersed in your in your Disney, Land. <laughs> yeah,
0: there are parts of Disneyland where all that separates you from a ball, is it? Ball or Road? Catella. A ball or Catella is a fence uh, and a roller coaster. <laughs> but Disneyland works very, very hard to avoid you noticing that. Yes. Whereas Knott's has one 10-foot fence, I would say, mm-hmm. that kind of goes all the way around it. It is too high to see over.
1: But you can hear the cars going by. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you can see the park from from miles away, and and
0: any any roller coaster that you go on immediately shatters any kind of uh, immersion. But that's not what they're after at Knotts. No,
1: um, it's not about immersion. No, it's about accessibility. Yeah,
0: it's about it's about it being right there, and it's it's so it's almost comforting uh, to know how close it is and how easy it is to get to. And Alice, we were there for two hours today.
1: Yep, we uh, spent just. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, almost exactly two hours in the park. And we rode two rides.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: the, spent some time in the museum.
0: And we watched a show. And uh, we ran into a few people that we had like little conversations with. And I, I felt more connected to knots as uh, as a location, as a as a, a community space, than I would at Disneyland, where I would be very focused on uh, getting as much of it. Uh, as possible like really kind of uh, allocating Disney into my experience bin um, <laughs> at Knott's it was just kind of like we can meander we can we can slow down we can wander and look we can lean casually we can sit on a bench we can just kind of be um, yeah.
1: it's and a- as much a, a park as it is a, a theme park
0: interesting yeah and, and Knott's markets itself as um, America's first theme park Yes. Now we cannot confirm or deny that statistic. I'm
1: sure so many people claim to have been the first theme park.
0: But it is a very early theme park. Um and we'll be talking a little bit about that history in a second. And the the thing about Knott's as a theme park um is that its theme does seem to be California through the ages. Yes, uh, ca- different aspects of California, which is funny because we've talked about a theme park that is like that,
1: Disney's California Adventure, and
0: and I think Alice, we we have said this to to ourselves at least before, but uh, Knotts does seem a lot more adventurous about the history of California, uh, and I would say that it it's almost more honest in a way, uh, yeah. and that it's more um, it's more focused on sharing the history rather than showcasing its better parts if that makes sense
1: yeah they they but nutsbury farm simultaneously romanticizes but also like show like really shows you things like the old west it's it's a little yeah it's a little romantic you've got the 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 really innocent train robbery when mm. you're riding the train around they're like uh, stick 'em up pa we got you pow 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 <laughs> and and you're like oh that was fun and, and and funny and stuff but they also do things like have legitimate showcases by people who demonstrating native american culture from the area and you've got um a real working blacksmith that will stand there and teach you about the blacksmithing process and show you how hard and dirty that work is. And, and you've got a whole museum in the middle of ghost town that's filled with artifacts and pictures from real people, like real actual people from the area and, yeah. and what they, and what they did and, and, and the, the, the not family and, and their personal collection of, 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 Of artifacts.
0: Yeah, and what's so special about it is that as much as it's kind of about Knott's uh, Knott's Berry Farm, as it were, um, and the chicken restaurant that was attached to it that kind of necessitated the theme park, we'll get into this in a second, I I, I promise. Um, (laughs) It's also about the land, um, and it's also about big pieces of California history, and it's also about the people who were here before, and the 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 thing that really blew my mind, Alice, was the the la- the first time we were there in a long time, where we found the missions, the California missions. Yeah. Now non-Californians you may not know. Uh California has a series of missions uh that were established by uh Spanish Catholic missionaries uh when they were colonizing California that were each a day's horse ride apart from each other. That's how they were spaced. That's out.
1: how the story goes, is and they're approximately about a day's horse ride, where you could ride, where you can ride the length of California, and every single night you could come across a new Catholic church and and corresponding um, missionary space to stay the night at, and you could and you can go from all, all the way from actually I think the the first first ones in Mexico
0: yeah Baja Mexico
1: and you so you could ride the entire coast all the way up to the bay and. And always have a place to stay. Yeah. And that those missions are so important to the development of certain major metropolitan areas in California that every year, every single student in California, or every fourth grade student Hmm. in California, learns about the missions, visits the one that's closest to them as a field trip, and you build little. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Diagras, little model missions. Little
1: dioramas of the missions out of cardboard and, and foam and, and whatever and, and you kind of compete with your classmates on how cool yours is and and I we I remember in fourth grade we took a, a field trip we took a bus down to San Juan Capistrano
0: That was the one that I went to as well.
1: And it's the closest one to us I yeah. think. Um, and then they said they told us to go on our own if we could to, to go visit one and um we, My parents and I drove all the way up to uh, San Buenaventura and we went and, and saw that one and I did my diagram on that one. I built a little mini San Buenaventura and we've all done it which one did you build a diorama of
0: I visited and built uh, San San Luis Obispo
1: San Luis Obispo okay
0: so yeah on top of the field trip to San Juan Capistrano also made a pilgrimage almost you could call it uh, (laughs) to San Luis Obispo stayed the night uh, near it so that we could tour it properly like this was a big deal when when we were ten years old, yes. Um, this was like almost a rite of passage, uh, to the point that it's it's very it's baked into the curriculum uh, of our educational system. Yeah,
1: fourth grade is always California history,
0: and California history always has a unit on the missions.
1: And when we were walking around Knott's Berry Farm, and I vaguely remember this from from years past and visits past, but um, walking around Knott's Berry Farm uh, this weekend. We discovered that Knott's Berry Farm has little mini dioramas, obviously much fancier than anything we'd make in school. I would
0: say only barely, Alice.
1: <laughs> much fancier than anything I made in school. Sure. I'm, I'm a terrible artist. Sure. Um, but little mini dioramas of every single mission mm. and a little... Um, you know, a little display and some information on the mission and what makes that one unique from its brethren. Hmm. Uh, the year that it was founded uh, at the top. And they're sp- spaced out all over the park.
0: Yeah, all, all near the uh, Fiesta Village area of the theme park.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. In addition to doing Native American and like early like cowboy and, and mining history, um, Knott's Berry Farm has a whole section dedicated to the history of of the Mexican influence on Southern California. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's called Fiesta village in it. And it steps a little into some pretty heavy stereotypes. Sure. On, uh, occasionally. But for the most part, it's a, Hey, we used to be part of Mexico. Yeah. And here is some Mexican culture for you. yeah, And, um, and it's, 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 fa- it's fabulous. So from, from the uh, Fiesta village area, Kind of stretching towards the front of the park and almost all the way to Ghost Town, you have a line of dioramas.
0: California missions. The
1: California missions.
0: And and Alice, I think that's that's part of what makes Knott's so special. I mean, from from your approach, as you get close to Knott's, you see the skyline. And the skyline is the tower with the giant K on top of it and the uh the arc of accelerator
1: supreme scream and
0: supreme scream and you can you can see that from very far away and it kind of defines knots for a lot of people because like these are the big thrill rides the the landmarks mm-hmm. but more than 50% of knots is dedicated to this kind of smaller demonstrative uh historical almost reenactment but like more fun than right like it's not like this is a functioning ghost town it's like this is how ghost town life might have been and like it's just like a little bit more <laughs>
1: they have a wild west stunt show and every once in a while the the cowboys will step out into the street and do a little shootout thing yeah and
0: there's a real functioning stagecoach and an actual steam locomotive that Uh, I would say is larger and more impressive to have in a theme park than anything that uh, Disneyland has.
1: It's so, it's, it's it's, it's big.
0: It's huge and it's genuine and uh, everything in it is original and And, restored. And,
1: and, and and something we learned this time was so many of the, Buildings, the actual physical structure buildings that you walk into, either to uh, walk onto a ride or go buy some merch or whatever, those physical buildings are original ghost town artifacts. Yeah, Walter like, not From Calico.
0: Calico's, Calico's extra buildings.
1: Calico, California was a ghost town <laughs> and he went over there. And broke down the town essentially and rebuilt it in Buena Park. And those buildings are still there. They are a literal piece of history.
0: Yeah, in fact, we, we even took a picture of a uh, plaque that's next to one of the buildings that uh, marks it as a California historic landmark. Which, as you know, Alice, uh, is a numbered and recorded piece of Californian history that is kept on record and is, is actually honored and protected as, like like, this landmark, this thing, and it was moved only a couple of streets over so that it could be inside Knott's.
1: So that Walter Knott and the Knott family could protect it as such. Right. Like, because this was a thing that they loved to do, Hmm. collect and hoard kind of pieces (laughs) of history.
0: And then also display and share.
1: Yeah, because as uh, another thing we learned today, Knott's Berry Farm was free to enter until 1969. Wow. And... (laughs)
0: still blows my mind a little bit
1: that you could just wander in from the street all the way up until 1969 and not pay a dime
0: there were things that you could buy and of course it was attached to the restaurant but it was not a place that was uh, gated off at all
1: but the but the stagecoach ride and the and the um, the locomotive the steam train and all of these smaller attractions and this museum were all just free to enter you could just walk on in.
0: That's incredible. And it, it's, it's really incredible that we still have something like it today. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about how we feel about Knott's, uh, kind of our romantic rose tinted glasses. Um, kind of like nobody's going to talk bad about our theme park. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, when we, when we talk about Knott's Berry Farm to, uh, perhaps people not from Southern California and, uh, for whom it isn't their backyard um the the opinion j- does change
1: it does uh In- infavorably
0: infavorably to to poor knots and like I said, Alice, nobody will talk bad about our our backyard theme park
1: no, we will defend it always
0: <laughs> uh, but it has been called among other things
1: The, like poor man's disneyland
0: yeah discount disneyland or or uh or worse and <laughs> um that is sad. It's sad. Un- it's that is
2: sad and I think unfair. it's
0: unfair.
1: Um, I mean, to 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 be fair to to those who who aren't local and who may not know things like the history of of the park and its and its place in in space as as a a, a local landmark. Um, yeah. To, to be fair, it's it's not as iconic and it's not as magical. Sure.
0: And and also, you know, Alice, we were there the other day um, having just bought our season passes um, and we rode just about everything in about half a day. Yes. And when people call theme parks half day parks, that's not necessarily a, a negative, but we certainly did see the whole place in half a day and we did everything we wanted to do. Yes. It's not exactly a resort.
1: It's not a resort. But it's also not pretending to be a resort.
0: No, I don't think it has any pretension in that direction.
1: It doesn't pretend to be Disneyland. It it doesn't. And it's really just its own thing. And it's definitely geared towards locals. And, and to some people, that means that it's lesser. But to us, it means that it's ours.
0: Yeah, and it, it serves a completely different purpose. I mean, there are there are things at Knotts that are um, Disneyland adjacent, I would say. Um, (laughs) uh, For example, the log ride, uh, which uh, is one of the first of its kind. It's a log flume uh, with themed elements that uh, the theme is a sawmill. (laughs) You are
1: literally on a log going through a sawmill
0: um, through the wilderness as well. And uh, it's it's. An amazing little ride when you when you consider how old it is and um and what it what it manages to do. And of course you you clankety clank your way up a hill, you go down through some themed elements, and then there's a big drop. Um and Alice, I was I was stunned at the um the scale of the thing because I always remembered it being small compared to say Splash, Splash Mountain. Mountain a much bigger, much more technologically sound, much newer even, which is funny thinking about Splash Mountain as old as it is. um, As new. As as this big new thing, right? But a much newer, much larger version of the same thing. Um, And you could see where people would be like, oh, man, Pfft, knots. That's old news. Here's this bigger, newer, more musical, more animatronic thing.
1: magical. yeah
0: and and magic really is not what Nazis is seeking it, um
1: it never claims to be magic no
0: it it claims to be fun and that's, that's what's so cool about the log ride, especially at Knott's, is that it, it is a hootenanny.
1: It was really fun. <laughs> like
0: you arrive at a nanny and there's a guy running backwards on a log that's rotating and people dancing and ho- hooping and hollering. And a bear. And it's a lot.
1: <laughs> you got scared by the bear. The
0: bear snuck up on me. I was looking at the <laughs> cougar. And that's the thing. There was a lot. <laughs>
1: there was a lot to see. It's it an animatronic bear that legitimately scared Buddy.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the it's drop. The
1: startled Buddy
0: startled and 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 the drop was fun and we didn't get wet at all because it relied a lot more on the floating of the log so by us large people sitting in the back the smaller people sitting in the front uh were able to take most of the splash (laughs) (laughs) um and so that was that was lovely and to call it invalid because there are newer or bigger or more magical things out there um, is a-, a disservice to to the park and a yes. disservice to what it provides, um, and and there are things at Knott's that are maybe I think that that kind of outperform Disneyland, um, maybe either in intention or in uh, delivery. For example, comparing the Calico Ghost Town to Frontierland is practically no contest.
1: Calico Ghost Town's way better than Frontierland.
0: Hands down, a better depiction of the American West. Um, especially of California during 1940. uh, sorry. 1849. 1849, the big gold rush. Uh, we have a saloon. We have uh, a shooting gallery We have a blacksmith We have candle makers We have a barbecue place We have uh, a Native American dance area We have uh, uh, yeah. A
1: fake graveyard oh, A fake graveyard where, where there's a
0: Special grave you can stand on And feel the telltale heartbeat of a dead bandit that would not die, <laughs>
1: and some of those headstones are are, are real,
0: genuine headstones that the Knott family purchased so that they could put it in their they're, ghost town. They're so
1: crazy! I love right. it. <laughs> and,
0: and there's uh, you know, there's there's the shack where you can talk to the guy. Oh,
1: Sad Eye Joe. <laughs> sad
0: Eye Joe, who knows your name?
1: It's <laughs> um, the best.
0: And it's it's a it's not functioning, as we said, it's not a reenactment center. Um, but it's a fuller, richer experience. Um, and I would say that, that that has its own merit that I, I would almost purchase admission to the ghost town on its own if I could, um, because it's just really fulfilling and immersive and just just really enjoyable to walk through it. Alice, you and I were standing next to the schoolhouse this this evening. Oh,
1: I wish we could have gone in, but I think because it's so, the schoolhouse is a authentic eighteen um, hundreds one
0: room schoolhouse. That
1: uh, it was one of those buildings that that Mister Knott brought over, you know, board by board and, and reconstructed. Mm. Um, and as such, does not inside, I believe, have electric lighting. No. Um, so they shut it down in the dark. So we got there and it was too dark to go in. Um, but, but
0: you know that's where Walter not had his family educated. Yeah, right there in the schoolhouse that he purchased.
1: In a, he was like, "Yeah, I have this schoolhouse now, and we run this little farm, and we are bringing people in, and we 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 this is a full time operation. So my kids are going to go to school here, mm. and that's that's really cool. Yeah, that, and, can you imagine?" <laughs>
0: Alice, we've done we've done a lot of uh, this joke to ourselves, where we say, "Wow, what are the odds? Two crazy people named Walter bought farms in Southern California, and they both became successful theme parks." But I think there is a difference. Like Walt Disney is a, at the time when he builds uh, Disneyland, a, a world famous movie producer with a studio and, and
1: and a huge vision.
0: Yeah, and and he has this television program that that he goes on and he pitches his theme park. He spends years constructing it very meticulously.
1: And 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 has eyes towards the future. Yeah. He's got Tomorrowland and he's got these, you know, uh, and 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 later Carousel of Progress and and all of these these things that are are about The future of theme parks, the future of entertainment, and
0: progress and progressivism, and uh, keep moving forward. Yes, and and Disneyland never being done because it needs to be constantly improved and all this, right? So that's one crazy man in California. (laughs) I think Walter Knott is a different kind of crazy. And I think the difference is he was a small time, moderately successful berry farmer from Southern California who really liked West, wild West stuff. and he was like,
1: a, he was a collector and he was a but he was a, a, a people person and he wanted to open a restaurant and feed people and and have and have like a community theme park yeah and have that, have a
0: place for the people eating at his restaurant to hang out while they waited for their table
1: and that theme park that he invented grew bigger and more uh successful than i think he ever dreamed
0: yeah and so so it does feel kind of piecemeal and kind of bit by bit and kind of like there's there's rides and attractions from different eras and so
1: much of it like in the opposite of Walt Disney, looks back, Ghost Town looks back, in the Fiesta Village, like these, the history of California looks backwards.
0: Even the biggest, most modern part of Knott's Berry Farm, which uh has been completely redone since uh since Cedar Fair took over, it's is yeah. the is the boardwalk area out back with the big roller coasters. But right? even
1: then, that's just only looking back so far as the fifties. Yeah, and but it's still looking back. It's this is a history, and mm-hmm. this is not the future of of roller coasters this is weren't the 50s cool look at these classic cars yeah like it's, it's
0: it's nostalgia embodied um but it's nostalgia with like the with a twist right yeah and that's it's not it's not history it's almost a history fantasy yes. uh, historic fiction um believable historic fiction uh but very fake
1: very romanticized <laughs> yeah but and and I think by having places like the boardwalk, Ghost Town, the boardwalk Fiesta Village, even even uh, Camp Snoopy, the little kid area of it, each one of those places I think does a better job of looking back at California and reflecting on the state of California. But uh, does a much better job than the entire than than the theming of California Adventure. Now, California say... Adventure might be a a bigger theme park with more. Rides and 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 it there there might you know you might look at it as you know objectively a like a like better a better
0: time quote. with big air quotes around it.
1: But I think that if you want a little slice of California, I think California Adventure maybe was trying to do. What Knott's Berry Farm has been successful at,
0: I think what all what was time. part of what was misguided was that it didn't do what Knotts had been doing.
1: It it, it wanted to.
0: It wanted to, but it, but it chickened out. It uh, it
1: commercialized.
0: It commercialized it. Uh, it glossed over it. Post postcardized, if you will. Uh, where where <laughs> Knotts, if you buy a postcard at Knotts and they still cost ninety nine cents a piece, uh, you get an old fashioned photograph of a Native American chief on horse horseback you know you get you get a picture of a farm you get the farm, the farm. you get a black and white photograph of uh, a guy in a cowboy ca- costume like yeah. it's it's smaller down home less ambitious but authentic genuine true and not a simulation not a simulacra um, exactly it's it's a little piece of uh it's it's a big piece of memorabilia
1: yes yeah it's a big museum
0: it's a it's a big museum with what what happens to have some big deal roller coasters
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice you're stealing my phrase you're
0: welcome uh and it's because i actually like the phrase
1: good big deal coasters
0: big deal coasters You know, Alice, we talked a lot about um, how we feel about Knott's Berry Farm or how the rest of the world may feel about Knott's Berry Farm. Um, But we we haven't really we pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And I think it's time to talk about the history of Knott's Berry Farm, which I think it's important to note was a berry farm.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: What? Uh, But that's funny. But like. You know, it sounds obvious, but when I was a kid, and maybe this was true for you too, uh, I never knew it was a farm. And it was, it called itself Knott's Berry Farm. It does, it's not just called Knott's. Everyone around here might just call it Knott's. But it's called Knott's Berry Farm. It's, not, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's
1: apostrophe S. Berry Farm, right? Like it's a berry farm that belongs to Knott.
0: But I, I just assumed that that was just like a funny made up name for the place Me because too. clearly it wasn't a farm; it was a roller coaster place. Uh, there were no farms there, so I thought it was just some kind of like a title or something, but not a farm. It
1: wasn't until I was older, and actually, I I think it was when I started seeing Knot's brand. Um, jam and jelly hmm. in the s- grocery store. Hmm. That I was like, wait a minute, that's a berries. <laughs> like they actually have berries at Knott's, but berry where farm? are they? But where are they?
0: Yeah, I actually thought that they. It was it was like part of the like joke or like part of the story. Right. Like, oh, we have Knott's brand jam- jams and jellies because like it's it, it's, it's a berry farm, but there were no berries there so like i don't know it was confusing
1: and now we know so much more about the about the history and as we've grown older we're like oh well yeah this whole yeah, area it used farm. to be farms it was farms um because we've been going to knots our whole life and at no point when we were kids going there as a field trip say oh we're gonna go pan for gold oh and by the way did you know that that is over there a real-life hotel that used to exist in the real Calico, California. Mm. Did you know that that schoolhouse isn't just, oh, we rebuilt a schoolhouse to look like an old schoolhouse, but actually is an old schoolhouse? Nobody has said that to us mm. when we were kids. No, The, the right, focus was- of the park was never on Walter Knott and the things that he did to build the theme park, the focus was on the park. Yeah,
0: it's like, here, welcome to the Calico Ghost Town, not welcome to historic Walter Knott's model ghost town that he built by himself with his money. And this is authentic. It was like, welcome to the Calico Ghost Town. I'm a miner. We're going to mine for gold. <laughs> and that's what happened. And it, it, we never asked any questions because it, it all seemed so natural. Right. Uh, like, of course. Yes. Yes ghost town it's a replica sure
1: <laughs> but now we know it's not
0: it's not replica. it's real ish i mean i mean
1: parts of it are are rebuilt or fabricated or but and a couple of the buildings were were built by not himself at to look like old buildings mm-hmm. um but if i don't know i i wonder why knott's berry farm didn't turn walter not walter and cordelia not into icons much and to guy California
0: just, legends
1: we keep comparing knots to Disneyland but in the way that Disneyland has turned Walt Disney into an icon yeah why didn't they do it and does that change does does knowing all of the really cool amazing stuff that Walt and Cordelia Knot did and and they and they are icons they real they real California like entrepreneurs and, and business people. Yeah. Fun fact I just learned: um, then Governor Ronald Reagan spoke at their uh, wedding anniversary, their 60th wedding anniversary. Walter and Cordelia and I.
0: Before he was president, Governor Reagan
1: <laughs> showed up at their wedding anniversary and gave a speech for them.
0: They were incredibly involved in the community. They worked with the historic societies. They uh, there are many plaques around Knottsbury Farm that are like we hereby do on this day wait that's my that's not my reagan uh, <laughs> that's, that's my that's, that's my your Kennedy. <laughs> wait we do here do by on this day dedicate this piece of knott's berry farm <laughs> and uh it, it, it's all it's all there like they were it's clear that they were part of this history and uh, that that it was i mean there's so much of, of the story of disneyland that's like There's this focus on Walt and his toys and how Walt wanted to build the biggest, best toys and biggest, best train set and to show them off to people. And there's this kind of mythology as well. in the story of Walt, like being at uh, fairs, county fairs, and he didn't like that they were dirty and temporary. And he wanted one that was clean and permanent that he could take his daughters to all this. You know, there's there's a story of Walt Disney. And we like know the story because the story is written and written about and uh, displayed publicly and in, in a big way in Disneyland, and it's talked up in a lot of ways. People are always asking what would Walt do when they're talking about changes to be made to the park. Um, and Walt or not is respected. His legacy is noted. And his his contribution is uh, preserved. But it's not broadcasted.
1: He's not the same kind of icon.
0: No. He's he's a local town hero.
1: He's got streets named after him. Yeah, he's got, he's got
0: Knot Street, which runs almost all the way to Knott's Berry Farm. It,
1: it runs uh, parallel to Knott's Berry Farm. Which we is, found
0: out the other day. Which is on,
1: <laughs> on beach. Um... Yeah, he, he. Yeah, and and the the, the chicken dinner restaurant is a uh, is a staple of 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 the area. Everyone, I mean, my grandma used to go to Knott's Berry Farm just for the chicken dinner restaurant.
0: That's so funny because I found out when I was talking about this uh, episode with my folks, like they said that my grandma's one of her favorite things was going to the chicken dinner restaurant and she didn't even live nearby
1: no but when she was in the area she that was she would stop
0: by for the chicken dinners it's,
1: it's iconic yeah but but the restaurant is but its history and its place in the area is not necessarily well known and what why is that do you think
0: i have a theory Um, and the theory is thus, Knott's Berry Farm has played second fiddle, uh, quite literally, there are many fiddles in the theme park, (laughs) uh, played second fiddle to Disneyland. It's almost as long as it has. No, that's not true. Knott's Berry Farm has predated Disneyland by 50 years, um, (laughs) but since Disneyland arrived, knott's berry farm has had to play second fiddle and buena park is anaheim adjacent um buena park and anaheim are are neighbors and disneyland for lack of a better term uh created a crater around itself around which all things must orbit disneyland um, and I know I'm mixing my space metaphors here, but when <laughs> Disneyland crash landed here from space, uh, <laughs> it dragged the city of Anaheim into its own orbit, and it also dragged several near nearby cities, and that includes Knott's Berry Farm. It's uh, it, includes it's Buena in Park. the radius. Yeah. Buena Park is included, um, and Disney Disney could have very well swallowed up a lot more of this area when you hear about um i think it was called port disney uh they were going to buy the port of long beach and put theme park stuff there and launch cruise ships from it Um, oh my
1: god i am so glad that's not
0: it could have happened and and Actually, you've got to see some of these plans, because it's pretty fantastic. I mean,
1: I'm sure it would be really, really great. But that's great, an entire piece
0: the, of a city that would be gone. A the, city that we identify with.
1: I mean, I was, I, I was born in Long Beach. I mm. grew up in Long Beach. Um, the port of Long Beach um, is one of the biggest, busiest ports in the world. Right. and They were going to buy a little, em- a little piece of it. And employs hundreds of thousands of people.
0: It <laughs> generates billions of dollars for for the country.
1: Um and and to think that some of it would be theme park is crazy to me.
0: Almost unthinkable, right? Yeah. And think about the amount of impact that buying part of Long Beach would have done. All of your local Long Beach hangouts are gone. They become Disney adjacent. Um, They become serving tourists uh, almost exclusively. Uh, And that is true of the city of Anaheim. Yeah, I would say to to a lesser extent because it's a little farther away. It's true of Buena Park. We were driving uh, from Knotts back to my folks' place, and there is a donut shop that has acquired Dole Whip.
1: Yes, there's <laughs> a donut shop that claims to have some form of Dole Whip or Dole Whip like product. <laughs> And they have it and display that they have it to bring people in who want that Disneyland experience for cheaper. But every Everything around in a, I don't know, 15-mile radius from Disneyland is like, hey, guess what? You're almost at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the there's signs and signs on the freeway and signs on the side streets, um, in a certain radius around Disneyland. Disney has paid to have the street signs in a different color,
0: a different font, a different
1: font. Um, they've planted more trees and and have to their changed, specifications. changed the landscape of the city itself because they bring in so much money and so much tourism into the city of anaheim they own anaheim and by extension even further from anaheim and it's it's surrounding areas like uh, stanton and um uh fullerton uh, fullerton oh my god everybody called cal state fullerton cal state disneyland right because so many people students at cal state fullerton work at disneyland it's there they go to the college program or um or just were, I, when I was at Cal State Fullerton, I just worked at Disneyland. Right, it and So was, did all of my friends.
0: For for many of us, a rite of passage to work at Disneyland briefly. Yes. Um, and and for for others, a rite of passage to work at Knotts. But I think Knotts Knotts's chip, the shoulder or the the chip that it wears on its shoulder. That is, um, <laughs> Knott's chip is uh, that it never was trying to be like disneyland but because disneyland is a theme park and knots was a theme park and disneyland was as big and as important and powerful as it was and knots was kind of like disneyland in some superficial ways
1: then it's guaranteed to be compared to it right whether they want to or not
0: and because there's only so much time attention fandom space in the area for theme parks not unfortunately has to occupy that second tier that that second choice that place that isn't a destination internationally but that all the kids around here can go to go to learn to pan, gold, pan for gold. And,
2: um,
1: I think Walter Knott was okay with that. Yeah. In fact, preferred it like that. It was like, this is our space and our local theme park, and it sprung from a farm and is bigger and better than I ever thought it could be. Mm. We don't need to compete with that other crazy Walt down the street. No. But... It is the international eyes looking in on this area, and it's in its closeness to Disneyland Mm. that have forced that comparison, even so much so that we cannot get through an episode about Knott's Berry Farm without bringing up Disneyland.
0: Which is, we, Alice, we we coached ourselves on this. We were like, this is not going to be a Disneyland-centric episode. This is going to be about Knott's, and it is, but... you can't separate the two. They are entwined because of their proximity.
1: Knott's Berry Farm is Disneyland's, like, cool little brother. <laughs> Even though it's older, it's like...
0: Cool, older, but less mature brother. <laughs> uh, doing donuts in his El Camino out back in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> 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 it's so bad. It sounds so bad, and it sounds like we're... We're dissing it.
0: Nobody's going to talk bad about my theme
1: We park. love Knott's Berry Farm uh, to the point where maybe we're the only ones who are allowed to make fun
0: of it. Right? I
1: feel like only locals because they're
0: because Knotts is kind of like our cool younger brother.
1: <laughs> it's like a, yeah, like like I can pick on my little brother, mm. but God help you if you pick on my little brother yeah. because I'm going to and, hurt and you.
0: Knotts sometimes feels kind of beat up, and in our research for this episode, I found an ad that Knotts took out in the paper that said. Uh, and this is from from years ago but it said don't just stop at disneyland huh? encouraging people to say to maybe if they were coming to visit and to try knots as well yeah. like try this brand of theme park as well uh and
1: you got an extra day or an extra half day swing on by swing on by it's not berry
0: farm have chicken dinner eat boysenberry pie
1: oh please eat the boysenberry please pie please eat the boysenberry it's pie so good. it's heavenly
0: uh, and we learned today, actually, the uh, origin of the boysenberry.
1: I didn't know it was a manufactured berry. I
0: didn't know that it was named after a man named boysen. Here's Iron Horse Steve to tell us about it.
2: Now, when the boysenberry came along around 1912, <clears throat> it was actually invented by Rudolph Boysen. He actually spliced together a, a local berry, a blackberry and a red raspberry, and came up with the boysenberry. But believe it or not, we almost didn't get it due to the fact he didn't have any faith in in the boysenberry. In fact, he ended up throwing all the seeds he created in the creek and back his property, thought they'd float downstream, and that would be the end of it. However, uh, fortunately for us, they didn't float downstream. They actually grew that one So by the spring of 1913, folks were saying, hey, mister, can we pick the berries in the back of your yard? Well, he had to go back and take a look because he was unaware of any berries going back there. And then when he saw what he had, he contacted Mr. Knox and then, a few other farmers were looking for things to grow at that time. And when Mr. Noss came over and saw what he had, it said, hey, let's call it a boysenberry. And that's how that's awesome. slowly how he got its name. That
0: is, I, I, so I, we, cool. in all of our research, we didn't hear anything like
1: that. Uh, it was so good. It's and so It's so fascinating. To, to
0: know that fact and to know that, the claim to fame of this berry farm was an accidental berry hybrid that was supposed to be a failure that got bought up and turned into the best darn pie in the area and made a moderate, moderately successful farm good enough to have a chicken dinner restaurant that became a destination. So they had to have some entertainment so that they built a ghost town that eventually became an elaborate place to put people and attractions. And then they started to charge admission. And now it's what it is.
1: It's so apt. It is. We're going to throw these seeds down the river. Oh, what? They planted and grew, and now we have a theme park?
0: It's almost mythological.
1: That, if they told that story all the time, I wish they would. Yeah, I I I,
0: really wish that when you board the train, that it would be like, this is the train that Walter or not, blah, blah, blah. And did you know about the legend of the boysenberry? And, like, it could be this it has a boysenberry there's a boysenberry festival yes there's a boysenberry pie eating contest that's very highly publicized
1: after discovering how good the boysenberry pie actually is i kind of want to enter enter.
0: (laughs) and there's there's all of this uh culture surrounding knots but again small town second fiddle not international and if you want to catapult something to to the level of myth Uh, to the level of of being legendary, like perhaps Walt Disney. I think it's about having a clear story that you say a lot to a lot of people and that resonates with them. And I think that's what the Knots didn't quite have and maybe still don't quite have in a way that works on the same level. Because they weren't media moguls. They were farmers who got big (laughs) and built... A part of a town to be special, but didn't didn't ever ask for more than that. And so they didn't necessarily get it. And that's okay. And Knott's is still there and beautiful.
1: Yeah. I and I I love it. I love Knott's Berry Farm. And I won't let anyone trash it.
0: No. Except us.
1: We can trash it. <laughs> but we but we won't. <laughs> Maybe a little. Just a little. Well, buddy, I think uh, part two of our not uh, special has come to an end.
0: Yeah, and Alice, you and I do plan to go back at least one more time this summer to just grab a couple more small details that we can turn into something else. We're not sure what it's going to be yet.
1: Yeah, I am not done talking about Knott's Berry Farm. I think maybe this will be a continuing series past the summer. Mm. Um, every once in a while, bringing up. Something new that we've discovered about the park. Yeah, because there's so much more to to dive into. Yeah, uh, and we want to thank you, listeners, for uh, sticking around. Uh, if you go on to our Twitter accounts, I'm at Alice White T H P, and he's at Buddy underscore Duquesne D D U Q U E S N E. Thank
0: you, you spelled my name I, correctly. I've known
1: you my whole life. Um, uh, we will be posting some pictures, um, from from our visit tonight um of the of a couple of the plaques that we that we saw a couple of the pieces in the museum that we saw Um, and, uh, just some, uh, and I, and I, I went live. There's a short video on my Twitter account where you can see, uh, we were at the top of the sky cabin for
0: the historic sky cabin, 180 feet in the air, rotating view of Buena Park, California. It was beautiful, a
1: beautiful 360 degree view of, of the sunset. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you can check all that out and follow us on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us if you have any ideas or questions or opinions about these episodes, we'd be happy to hear it.
0: Hey, Alice, aren't we also on Facebook?
1: That's true. You can go to facebook.com slash those happy places. Like us and join in the conversation about theme parks, rides, and attractions.
0: That's excellent. And did you know that the listeners who are listening to this right now are hearing our theme music?
1: Is our theme music called Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers featuring Phil Alvin?
0: It is. And you can find the Feet Warmers at their website, www.californiafeetwarmers.com
1: excellent and is there additional music that they may have heard throughout this episode you
0: No, know, Alice I think that I will be adding in some additional music by Poddington Bear his music is available on the free music archive freemusicarchive.org it's all free to use and available for all of your podcasting needs you should absolutely check it out
1: excellent uh, additional audio in this episode was recorded live we want to again send our our sincerest thanks to Knott's Berry Farm and specifically to Iron Horse steve who is who was just honestly such a delight to talk to
0: just a, a wonderful historian and he took so much time out of his uh his day his night i would say uh to tell us just a little bit more about the park that we we simply could not know on our own and listeners should be aware that that all was recorded on site at knott's berry farm on july 8th 2018
1: uh, thank you, Knott's Berry Farm, uh, for everything. You are great, and we love you.
0: Yes, and y- y- this is not sponsored by you, but thank we, you for Gosh, existing. we
1: wish you were. <laughs> Aww.
0: Thank you for listening, and we hope you return to those happy places.